Broadcasting from Rochester, New York, at the intersection of faith and sports, it's Benson and those guys. The exclusive place to hear commentary from those guys, making it the world's number one faith-based sports radio program. Here he is, Benson and those guys on Sports Radio 950 ESPN. What up? This is Benson and those guys, ESPN Rochester. Uh, I'm Darren. I'm not Benson. I'm here with Zach and Dan Borello. And we're minus Ben today, but we've uh, we've added a TJ. You don't know who that is? Neither do we. He just showed up, and he's here in studio with us. Um, he looks kind of nervous. He might not actually say anything today, you know. So, hey, T, how you doing? Doing well, Darren. All right, cool. He spoke. Good. Uh, what's I'm up out. with you guys? Anything good this week, Zach? How's the MLB the show going? I'm pretty much owning at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still playing on rookie? No, no, I'm playing on experience, and I just traded for Ryan Braun. Oh, okay. Well, everyone cares a lot. Dan, you care about that, right? Yeah, you must be very forgiving to trade for a guy who uh, sold out not just once but twice uh, <laughs> on a guy, on a FedEx delivery driver. But hey, man, it's virtual life on the Xbox, right? Yeah, real good. I haven't real played good. a video game in 20 years, and I don't plan on for 20 more. Well, Zach hasn't played for 20 minutes, and he's, he's itching <laughs> to get back home. <laughs> All right. we got a great show for you today, despite... Being down a man, uh, we are definitely sad Benson couldn't be here this morning, though. Uh, although we are overjoyed that we won't have to listen to him say anything like frost my fanny. We do apologize for his lack of coolness. Um, and we are looking, uh, we are working on him with that. Uh, we, we do apologize. He's kind of lame. David Ortiz, he's back in the news again. And once more, he's getting a pass from the fans and media for doing something no one else in the league would get a pass for. In a game the other day against the Cubs, on a three-ball count, before ball four was even thrown, in the middle of the pitcher's delivery, he started walking towards first base. Once ball four was called, Ortiz had this look on his face and a, and a certain swagger to his walk as, as he went towards first base. In, in, in my opinion, he completely showed up the pitcher, something he has uh, he's become known to do, and he gets, he gets on other guys for doing this. Yet he does it all the time. And because he's he's big poppy, everyone gives him a pass. Am I wrong on this? Or, you know, do you feel the same way I do? No, I feel the same way. And it, I'm sure part of it's my Yankee fan bias. But everyone seems to look at him as this big, lovable, goofy, teddy bear kind of a guy. And he does all this stuff. He shows up pictures. He smashes phones with bats. He drops the F-bomb on live television. You know, he does whatever he wants. And he seems to get away with it. Like he's just one of those personalities, I guess. There's a lot of guys like that, like Barkley. Barkley can pretty much get away with anything he wants. <laughs> he and really Barkley can. had the career where he was like, you know, disliked for a while for some of his antics on the court. And, but David Ortiz was the lovable loser turned winner who left the Twins and then resurrected the Red Sox mm-hmm. and broke the curse. And everybody loves the guy, and he gets a pass even though for all the evil things he does. Like for example, yelling at the official score on not but one but two <laughs> different occasions to get us to yeah. get you know uh, an error change to a base hit. Imagine doing that in a perfect game and getting that revoked four days later. Yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, but I also think, hey, I know we're a Christian show, but it's time for a pitcher to throw a ball at him. I I don't understand why more pitchers don't hit him. Every home run he hits. Because he's friends with them. They're all boys on the field afterwards. They all fraternize. They're all buddies. I'm I'm friends with TJ and Zach, and you here now. And if I'm pitching against you, and you you pull a poppy, and you hit a you hit a solo shot in a six run game in the fourth inning, and you basically walk around the bases as he likes to do, I don't care how good of friends we are. I'm throwing one right in your rib cage, man, as hard as I can. He deserves it, yet no one does it. But you don't see it anymore. 
you don't see that happen nearly as often as it should. And I think no. the umpires also are too quick to go as soon as somebody gets hit. Okay, you're warned, and you're warned. No throwing, or we're done. Yeah. And I think that... Uh, you know, I think baseball needs more brawls. I think they need to police it. The sport needs to police itself better. I think pitchers need to throw at more hitters. And if you're sitting in homeless, like, well, you guys are a Christian show. I'm saying it because it's baseball. and it's, Sport. It's like spanking your kid. you got to find a way to discipline mm-hmm. the kid. Same thing. If you if you have a pitcher who's going to throw and defend his own guys for being shown up like that, you're going to throw at a guy, they're going to be less likely to try stuff like that. Exactly. And the game, I agree with you. Unfortunately, the games the games change. I mean, remember Pete Rose in the All Star game when he just crushed that catch. Ray Fossey, yeah, and it ended ended his his career. career, Yeah, you if if someone did that in the All Star game now, someone did that in a regular season game now, they're suspended for who knows how many games and fined however many thousands of dollars. Right, it's kind of sad. I miss the old days. Yeah, you know, going back to uh, Ortiz, I think if we got a rookie here, just talk right into that microphone. My bad. That metal thing? Right. Um, <laughs> if uh, if Mike Trout, if Bryce Harper, if Yasiel Puig pulls that stunt, media's all over him. Like Carlos Gomez. Ortiz is getting a, a pass. I don't know if it's because the Red Sox look like a bunch of homeless guys out there, but they don't know, <laughs> the, you know really what's going on, so he just walks the first and whenever. But uh, you know, I just it's such a different standard for the young guys of today's game. I agree. All right, the, uh, the World Cup for me. And uh, many made, and many Americans. Oh, is that still going on? Yeah, it, it's over. It's over for me, and it's over for pretty much everyone else in America. The U.S. was bounced from the tournament by Belgium, the much, much smaller country. Shouldn't we be beating up on nations that are that much smaller and that have that much smaller of a talent pool to draw from? But that's not the case with soccer repeatedly in the U.S.'s case. In fact... While we were busy barely escaping the group of death and being all patriotic, we forgot to realize that we still stink. The U.S. finished with a record of 1-2-1, and one, but we're somehow considering this a successful tournament? Why? That's not successful. Well, uh, I think it's successful in the fact that you had 40 million people watching each game. It was successful in the fact that uh, uh, the Klinsman, the head coach, told his players, we don't have a shot to get out of the pool of death, and they did. He's a genius for it's that. It's successful because they got it. They got away with it without Landon Donovan, even though he is now criticizing Klinsman for his coaching strategies. Shocker. But um, I'll say this, though. For everybody who's saying, oh, yeah, soccer's here now. It may be bigger than hockey, but our best athletes don't play soccer in this country. No. And the best athletes in the world who play soccer aren't coming to the United States to play it. So it's going to take... Another 15, 20 years to get that to happen. MLS has got to deal with ESPN and Fox. They're going to try to do something to get the money, the revenue. And ESPN and Fox are going to spend the money. So we'll see if that translates into bringing bigger players like Ronaldo or Beckham, those type of players. We're still talking Beckham in this country, (laughs) even though he's been out of the game for a while as a big star. To bring them over here to play the game and to sell it to the American fans. Because I'll tell you what, when we learned here in Rochester with Abby Wambach, yeah, when it was once a year, the place would sell out. In fact, right after the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, she didn't even play. And none of the players from the Olympics play in that game. And they sold the place out just to see her wave and speak to the crowd, right? <laughs> yeah. But now that she's playing like every, like two nights a week or two, three nights a month or whatever, they can't get a row filled in that stadium. So yeah. what does that tell you? It's like, yeah, when everybody's jumping on a bandwagon in the summertime, there's nothing else going on, sure. Show me, the, and there's only one team to root for. It's the United States. It's not like the NFL where you got like 32 teams going at it. Show me the ratings when you know the United States is out. Now let's see the ratings. Let's see the soccer ratings. Not now. great. And I'm not, I'm not killing soccer, but let's let's temper our expectations here. 
Zach, you had something? Yeah, I think you're talking about how some other countries have a much smaller talent pool but much better soccer players than us. I think you hit on it indirectly when you were talking about you know the best athletes play hockey or baseball or basketball. In these other countries, what other sports do they have? Right, that's all they have. You know, in Latin America, they got soccer and they got baseball. Right. You know, in these other countries, like these smaller European countries, what else is there to play? There's nothing. You play soccer no. or you ski, right? I mean, what else is there? <laughs> you know what the second most popular sport in the world is? No. It's basketball. Because all you need is a ball mm-hmm. and a hoop. You put it up and you're in, you know? You don't even need shoes to play soccer. You don't even need a ball. All you need is some twine to put together and just kick the ball past the last guy on the uh, on the. I'm sorry, <laughs> the pitch. All right, yeah, and I'm, right. I'm not knocking the right. sport. I got sucked into watching it too, but I, I was a fringe guy just like everybody else. But I wasn't yeah. walking around in my American clothes, waving the American flag oh, like I, I saw some people doing. <laughs> you know, I was all over. I, that. I wasn't doing that, and good for soccer and all that stuff. But at the same time, let's uh, okay, everybody, calm down now and just let's let's just see what happens. Let's see how many people fall off the bandwagon. Another thing that 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 I can't get behind is this whole goal differential thing. We finished, I think, with the same record as Portugal, but because Portugal got destroyed by by Germany in the first game, we move on. What, the goal differential? Why aggregate, not just head-to-head? Aggregate goal score. Yeah, it just doesn't it, work it, that way. It, why don't you just have like, the weird. NCAA tournament? Because they don't want to fly all these countries. They want to have a following. They want people from the world to come to Brazil or come to the or in, in, uh, Qatar or whatever, or Qatar, whatever they're going to call it when they host the, the uh, World Cup. And they don't want to have people an excuse to like stay home. So, hey, we're going to guarantee you three games. So show up, watch your country play, and have a great time. It's basically like the world, I'm sorry, one country hosting a Super Bowl where there's Super Bowl matchups and playoff games in the same region. Oh, yeah, and it's only four, every four years. We're going to bring everybody over. And, you know, the fans travel. If they did it like a, like a, college basketball a tournament then well we're not traveling we're not going to travel you because think, it's one game you think the world baseball classic will ever be as big no. as the world cup no because baseball is so different it's a game based in series the world baseball classic is being played before the season while they're just getting warmed up in spring training you have players who are staying out because of injury possibilities the injuries the uh, rotator cuffs and the tommy john surgeries are on the rise it'll never happen nor should it. In fact, I think the World Baseball Classic just needs to just go away. <laughs> I, do you think I our agree. best athlete? Do you think the best baseball players in the world are from Korea and Japan? Of course not. They're <laughs> oh. good, but they're not the best. Tanaka looks pretty good right now. Yeah, he's he and Darvish are the only ones. Find yeah. me any other Japanese baseball pl- pitchers that can do that. Dice K. No, he flamed pitch. out. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of baseball. Young Gervis Solarte, the, the feel-good story coming out, uh, coming out of the Yankee universe at the end of spring training. Uh, he was even briefly leading the majors in, uh, in batting average. Um, he's been sent down to AAA after batting 300 with six home runs and an 834 OPS in 49 games through April and May. Uh, he's slumped since June 1st. He's hitting just 162 since then, including a current 3-for-41 slump. That's that's bad. That's an 0.73 batting average. Now, his numbers are still pretty good overall with a with a 2.66 batting average and a 3.43 OBP with a uh, 7.36 on base plus slugging. Well, and that's actually fourth best on the team behind Teixeira, Gardner, and Ellsbury. And that's ahead of guys you'd expect to see him, you'd expect to see doing better than him in Jeter, Beltran, and McCann. Did the Yanks make the right move here by sending him down? Should they have given him more time? I mean, everyone goes through a slump. I think it's the right move because he kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, obviously, if Brian McCann goes 3 for 41, you're concerned. 
but you've got the back of his baseball card to look at that tells you he's going to end up with respectable numbers somehow at the end of the year. Solarte was a nice story, but I'm glad that they didn't let sentimentality get in the way. Oh, it's such a great story. We've got to keep him around. They got a lot of, of experienced infielders. Zealous Wheeler, the guy they called up. I'm glad they called great him name. up because they have another awesome name to root for. <laughs> but they have Scott Sizemore, too, if, if Wheeler doesn't pan out. I think they're just going to go through these experienced minor league options, try to get a good month or two out of each one of them, and cycle through to the next one until they can get somebody at the deadline, possibly. I definitely think it's the right move. You ever go to baseballmusings.com? They have a tool which can basically give you the batting average and the statistics of a player over any span of time you want. And it's not how well you're hit for the season. It's how well you're hitting now, especially in October. True. And Salarte hasn't done the job. Uh, he's one of those guys who actually were able to the pitching wasn't able to catch up with him. He was able to like out hit the pitching early in the season. Since there's been tape on him and what to throw him, all of a sudden he hasn't been able to adjust. He's a career minor leaguer. I think right now that's the best move for him to adjust his skills because the Yankees can't waste any more time no. on guys like him in the lineup because the guys who are actually not good or who are good and not performing as well need more at bats and need more reps to get in there and they're not performing. You can't afford to have a guy like. Solarte out there underperforming too when he set the world on fire earlier in the season. There's a lot of guys like that. Like Kevin Moss did it. Set the world on fire and then all of a sudden fell off the face of the earth. Shane Spencer. Shane Spencer was another guy. I forgot who the guy was 10 years ago who played for Detroit, like led baseball and home runs for the first month of the season. It was it was in 06 and he wasn't even on the playoff roster. Sheldon. Chris Sheldon. Chris Shelton, right. Oh, there it is. He set the world on fire. And then this is another Chris Shelton situation. I hope Solarte can come back only if he can hit. Yeah, it would be nice. And a switch hitter, but whatever. Moving on. Uh, have you any of you guys seen this? A, a new book reveals that Alex Rodriguez, I know, shocker, A-Rod, steroid. He's not even playing this year, and we can't get away from the A-Rod steroid talk. Mm-hmm. He was granted an, ex- an exemption by Major League Baseball to use testosterone prior to the 2007 season. That season, he hit 314. With 54 home runs and 156 RBI. MVP. Yeah, the third MVP. And he led the league in two of the three uh, triple crown categories there with the home runs and RBI. It also earned him a 10-year, $275 million contract with the Yankees. I'm not surprised that there's more A-Rod steroid talk, but... And this is definitely different and, and, and kind of shocking, honestly. It's shocking on so many different accounts. Here's why. For one, uh, baseball did not allow this. It was a doctor. It was an individual doctor. Two, if you need testosterone at 31 years old, which Alex was at the time he needed this, that means that your body isn't producing it. Well, why is that? At 31 years old, your body stops producing testosterone. Steroids. Well, because you were using steroids all along and your body stopped making it because it was getting injected into you. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a problem. And then on top of that, now he's suing his attorneys. <laughs> you see this? He's suing his attorneys for not representing himself well enough during the whole process and for he never even brought up the fact while during the appeals process he this never came up this testosterone thing hey baseball you let me use steroids so why 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 are you come back at me now he never brought this up any in in on, on in mike francesa on wfan he never brought that up in that interview so why is this all coming out now and his attorneys basically if he sues them for malpractice they're going to basically just go off on him with everything he ever told them he did. I don't know what's going on in that guy's head right now. He has no self-awareness. But I don't know who's worse off right now, Alex Rodriguez or O.J. Simpson rotting in Nevada <laughs> jail. I don't know. Alex Rodriguez, I, I've i always kind of supported the guy. I defended him during this whole ordeal because I really felt like Major League Baseball was was just out out to get him at any cost. You know, they they had the sketchy situation where they were buying documents 
from the suppliers and everything. And but I run out of ways to defend him. He just keeps making questionable decision after questionable decision. It's 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 atrocious. And and this is a guy who's been handled since he was fourteen years old. Like he was like LeBron James. The people got around LeBron and said, "Okay, this kid's good. He's special." Jordan didn't have that, but LeBron did because they knew he was the next big thing. And there was nobody who was going to be better than him at the time. So they got around him, and they started coaching him, and he's never had a problem. LeBron, the only thing he's ever done wrong was the decision. Other than that, he's never had a problem. Cal Ripken once said when he first met Alex Rodriguez, Alex Rodriguez was so measured in the way he answered questions, the way he did interviews, he said, I don't know who's in this kid's ear, but this kid's got issues. <laughs> and not, not, He didn't say it like that. I know people know Cal in this town. I know you you, you have a connection to Cal. He didn't say it like that, but he said, this kid's got something. There's something wrong with this kid. And, yeah. you know, you could have the right people handle you. LeBron was lucky enough to have those. Or you could have the wrong people handle you, Alex Rodriguez. He's got no allies right now, and he's still got bad people around him giving him bad information and bad PR and bad direction. And it's getting worse. I didn't think it could get worse for this guy, <laughs> but it's actually getting worse for Alex Rodriguez. And, oh, by the way, I don't know who's worse. Alex Rodriguez or the Yankees without him because at third base, clearly they have a hole. He would still be, if he played right now, he'd still be the best third base option they have. Right. Which is Do you miss him? I kind of do. I don't. I don't. Even (laughs) even Yankees fans don't like this guy. No, I I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't want to deal with him. He keeps coming back. He might be my best later tonight. (laughs) The one thing we've seen with A-Rod historically is he always needs everyone to love him. You know, he came to the Yankees and and it was Jeter's team, but A-Rod kind of wanted it to be A-Rod's team. And Everything you see, every story, he's you know, he's clearly in the wrong. There's no way he can defend himself in this situation with the steroid stuff, but he keeps trying. I know we have to go to break, but I'll say this. Bill James came out with the baseball abstract back in 2000, and he rated Jeter, A-Rod, and Nomar Garciaparra in the same level. A-Rod. He didn't pick one over the other. He kind of like... He kind of like you know hedges his bets a little bit, and he said because he wasn't able to pick the best shortstop of the three. But if you had held a gun to somebody's head at that point, you would say A Rod was the best of the three, Nomar was the next best, and then Jeter because of their way their performances. Who would have thought here, fourteen years later, that Derek Jeter would still be playing shortstop, and then Alex Rodriguez, and then Alex Rodriguez, and Nomar Garcia Parra wouldn't even be playing baseball. Yeah. Crazy. Think about that. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about uh, Mello and the free agency and uh, and why being a, a, a Buffalo fan is the worst. You're listening to Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 140. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. GNT Youth Soccer is registering for its 14U division for both boys and girls leagues. 
Games are played Saturday mornings beginning August 16th and continuing through October 4th. Space is limited in this very popular program, so don't delay. All games are played at the beautiful G&T Sports Park in Hilton. Serving the community for 23 years, the soccer program offered through GNT Athletics Teach Soccer in a fun, family-centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit GNTSoccer.com. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators? Neighbors? Just kidding. They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Call 426 426- 5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We are on ESPN Rochester. You can also find us on iTunes if you've, uh, if you've missed any shows or want to want to listen again because we're so awesome. You can also support us by visiting our website, btgprogram.com. Get yourself a T-shirt. Well, my T-shirt, Zach's, is useless, and you, you don't want that. Uh, I think you're still leading me one nothing in T-shirt sales as well. Yeah, it's in a shutout. Getting a shot, I'm getting shout out to Zach. He's Did your mom useless. Buy one, Zach? No. Oh, we don't count our moms because they they obviously bought one. So we we're counting other people. Just one random person bought a useless shirt. You know, whatever. I think that person uh, not very smart. Mello, he's a free agent. In case you haven't heard. And one of his potential landing spots is in Houston. Uh, they were so excited about landing his services that they put him on a billboard in a Rockets uniform. A number seven uniform, to be exact. The same number he wears in New York. Not a problem, right? Wrong. The problem is Melo's former teammate, Jeremy Lin, currently wears that number for the team. Now, if this is me, there's no doubt I'm responding in anger, but... Lynn is uh, he's classier than I am. He sent out two tweets, one that uh, quoted Luke six twenty nine, and it talked about uh, if someone slaps you on the cheek, turn the other one, uh, and if someone takes your coat, do, uh, do not withhold your shirt from them. And he's basically saying, all right, I've been slapped in the face, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I'm commanded by the Bible and commanded by Jesus to do. I'm just gonna turn the other cheek and be the bigger man. And then in response to uh, to a person on Twitter saying that he had the right to stand up for himself. He responded, I'm entitled to stand up for myself. Say I feel disrespected as I did through the tweet. Point is to love unconditionally as Jesus loves me. It's hard not to root for Jeremy Lin. I'm a Christian, and I love that. Uh, even though I'm a Christian, there's, I don't think there's any way, as I said, I could, I could have responded like he did. That was fantastic. Yeah, I, as, as we've established last week on the show, I had never been a big NBA fan. Still currently uh, an NBA team free agent fan. <laughs> but... Uh, I actually, when Lynn Sanity was going down a couple summers ago, I was watching the Knicks because it's it's impossible not to root for a guy like Jeremy Lynn. He had he had a great stretch for a while there, but he's also such a classy dude, and it, it's you can't not root for the guy. I love the guy. I, I remember not having a clue who this guy was, and I'm a Knicks fan. And I actually, I think TJ was over at my house that night watching the very first game that he went off, and I immediately fell in love with the dude. Like it was awesome. You know, I, I really wish he would have done. Nothing. Because when you acknowledge it, even with Bible verses, when you acknowledge it, it means it bothers you. When you acknowledge it, it means 
yeah, I got a, I got a problem with it. And the Rockets didn't say they're getting rid of Lynn. All they're doing is putting Carmelo Anthony in a seven jersey. And they played together before. In fact, it was Carmelo who once, before he got hurt and Lynn Sanity took off, said, hey, coach, put the kid in. The kid, meaning Jeremy Lynn. The kid who was sleeping on uh, Shumpert's couch <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the, 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 before he became Jeremy Lynn. I think the best thing he could have done was just don't say a word. Don't respond. Don't Because anytime you do that, you're basically saying, yeah, it bothers me. It bo- and it's okay. That's yeah, okay. Not surprising it bothered him. But you gotta be you gotta you gotta keep a stoic face. You gotta keep it real, keep it calm. I guess he is keeping it real by, you know, putting out those verses. He's showing his but you, you, when you're an athlete, you can't do that. You can't let people get to you. And he's basically saying, Yeah, this this bothers me. This really bothers me. Carmelo, don't come to don't come to Houston. Carmelo, <laughs> even though you might make us a better team, I, I don't want to lose my number. I don't want to do that. That's what you're saying. If I'm Jeremy Lynn, I'm thinking I'm the winner in this situation because I'm, I'm hoping Carmelo comes there. You know why? Because what happens historically when a rich older player signs with the team with a younger player that wears his number? He buys the number. <laughs> Jeremy Lin's getting a Rolex, a few grand, a car, something out of this deal. If I'm Jeremy Lin, I'm the clear winner in this situation. Yeah, definitely. It may, but yeah, absolutely. You'd be getting a teammate who could make your team Better, yeah. He holds the ball too long, but I don't think Jeremy Lin's got an understatement. I don't think, uh, yeah, he's a ball hog. I don't think though that uh, the Rockets fan, Rockets fans, should get their hopes up. I don't think Lynn should worry because, frankly, I don't think Anthony's going anywhere but staying put. Uh, yeah, I was actually just going to ask you guys that. I don't think he's leaving New York either. Uh, it's not happening. There's no other place for him, especially with 2015 or next year, not this coming year, but the following year. The Knicks have a ton of cap space and Phil Jackson. Let me say this. Don't be surprised. And I don't know if this will happen. And maybe I'm hedging my bet. But don't be surprised. Because LeBron James basically told Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, hey, look, I'm taking the max deal. So you guys figure yourselves out. So they both <laughs> hopped out. And uh, I don't think Chris Bosh is, is worth any less than he was before with the Heat. No. I think his stock has improved. Dwayne Wade, no. No, he's 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 done. He's done. All right, but LeBron certainly deserves his twenty point seven million dollar max space. Don't be surprised if LeBron just okay one more year, and then I'll go to New York and I'll play with Carmelo Anthony. He doesn't have a problem sharing the ball. Carmelo wants to shoot, but I'll tell you what: if Carmelo can't get the job done, LeBron, I'm giving you the ball, and I don't have to because I am who I am. Don't be surprised if that scenario doesn't come to play. I'm gonna one year from now. I'm gonna be unreasonable here, and and just because that's me. Shocker. Yeah. I, in my head, I'm, I'm already planning on Melo, LeBron, and Kevin Love just dominating New York in a couple years. Like, and I, no one can tell me differently. I just love that idea. Let me have it. Does that idea scare you? That the NBA now with their max contracts, thinking that the owners got one over on the players, and all of a sudden now with their max contracts. Oh, you mean they can team up now and leave <laughs> together like the dream team? Imagine, imagine. I think I forgot oh. who it was. Maybe it was Sports Illustrated, maybe it was ESPN put Bird, Jordan, and Magic, those Team USA, that cover shot of the three of them together. Can you imagine mm-hmm. those playing those guys playing together in the NBA back in the days? It wouldn't have done anything more for Jordan's career. He already won six titles. He might but, have won twelve. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Magic too. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. The guy would end up with like eleven rings like uh Phil Jackson. Uh one thing I was gonna say about uh Mello and the Knicks, it, I, I'm sure he doesn't think about it this way. But I heard some. I can't remember who talked about this on the radio the other day. They said 
that the reputation that Melo has, fair or not, is that he's out for himself and he's out for the money and he cares about his own his scoring titles and his MVPs whenever more than winning a championship. He has a chance to prove or disprove that this offseason. This is one of the reasons that I'm I'm following basketball more closely now. Is this offseason is fascinating. But if he goes back to the Knicks, people are going to say he's out for himself, he's out for the money. If he goes to the Bulls or goes to the Rockets, then he's chasing the title. I, I think he has a chance to define his legacy here as well. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about why being a Buffalo fan stinks. You're listening to Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. Ameriprise Financial Services, Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. GNT Youth Soccer is registering for its 14U division for both boys and girls leagues. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning August 16th and continuing through October 4th. Space is limited in this very popular program, so don't delay. All games are played at the beautiful GNT Sports Park in Hilton. Serving the community for 23 years, the soccer program offered through GNT Athletics Teach Soccer in a fun, family-centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit GNTSoccer.com. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators, neighbors? Just kidding. They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town and Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Call 426 5024. That's 426 5024. Or visit townandcountrysolution.com. Does your neck hurt? Athletes, are your muscles feeling sore? Come to Mind and Body Massage Therapy with Danielle DeFrance, licensed massage therapist. Mind and Body treats each massage differently to suit differing needs. Our specialties include sports massage, ortho, and relaxation massage. To schedule an appointment, call Danielle at 585-944-9257. That's 944-9257. Mind and Body Massage Therapy. Located on Chai Lai Avenue, in front of the Target in the Wegmans Plaza, just below the dentist's office. Like them on Facebook, Mind and Body Massage Therapy. You're listening to four guys you hardly even know. It's Benson and those guys right here on ESPN Rochester. Benson and those guys, presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions, btgprogram.com. We are on ESPN Rochester. News out of Buffalo this week that is just so Buffalo. Kiko Alonso. 
tore his ACL while working out in Oregon. And uh, he's done for the season. Meaning, he's done. Man, this is just the most Buffalo thing I can possibly think of. No matter how pumped you may be for the season, or some young talent like Kiko, something's going to go wrong. I've actually come to expect it. My, my entire life as a Bills fan has been, has been disappointment. Uh, so why would this season be any different? From losing four straight Super Bowls to the Music City forward lateral. Yes, it was a forward lateral. To this newest development and everything in between. It's just bad. That's all it ever is. And I don't ever expect it to change. And I, I don't even want to be a Bills fan anymore. This has been a rough year. First, you know, Ralph, first you missed the playoffs, of course. Then Ralph Wilson passes Shocker. away. Jim Kelly has a cancer re- reoccurrence. And we're all praying for him to get better. Rick Jennerette was just diagnosed with throat cancer. And they say he has an 85% recovery rate. Um, Kiko Alonso tears out his knee. The Sabres made a bunch of signings this past week, which, you know, are a lot of them are great, including the Jota signing. But at the same time, you know, it's going to take them out of the running to grab the first pick overall in next year's NHL draft. I mean, I don't know how bad it is. That's why I can't root for the Sabres, just because I can't do heartache twice in the same year every <laughs> year. Uh, but I'll say this, though, for the Kiko Alonso thing, which I think bothers me, other than the cancer stuff, I think the, if you want to keep it on the field, let's do that. The Kiko Alonso thing bothers me, but people ask, hey, what does this mean for their playoff chances? I go, who's playing quarterback? Can Kiko play quarterback? Yeah, It's your quarterback is going to get you there. It's a quarterback league. And from what I'm hearing out of one Bill's drive, Doug Marone doesn't have a lot of faith in E.J. Manuel. I don't have a An inside source is telling me that. And so, hey, let's be frank here. Kiko Alonso really has got nothing to do with their playoff appearance. It's... It depends on who's throwing the passes next year or this year. Didn't they keep Jeff Tool around too? Yeah, they. Yeah, Jeff Tool's still on the roster. He's awesome. And so, well, he's, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> the best part of Jeff Tool is the Tool Time meme. That, that's great. That's gold. I mean, you might have you might have Thad Lewis playing most of your snaps. I actually the liked it better when he was under center last year. I really did. But did you notice a difference? There wasn't a difference. There no. wasn't a difference between the three quarterbacks. I mean, they, were all, the me- they were all mediocre. Uh, Tool and uh, Thad Lewis get paid a lot less. That's the only difference. Yeah. I think, um, I, I'll be honest, when I heard the Kiko Alonso news, I was crushed. Because I really, I was buying into the hype. I was feeling good about things. But uh, I'm choosing to look at it in a more positive light that if there was ever a team that had a storyline in place for them to make a playoff run, it's the Bills. Jim, you say that every year. No, but no. We all do. But the, 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 every, it doesn't seem like every year there's one like a, like a team of destiny. ESPN has a storyline. They overcome adversity. Look at the adversity. Jim Kelly's got cancer. Your owner died and the team is up for sale. Your star rookie linebacker who had 159 tackles tore his knee to shreds. Right, and on and on and on. If there's ever was a team that had a storyline in place, it's the Bills. I think uh, you guys are mimicking every Buffalo fan. The season is three months away, and we're already <laughs> out of the playoffs. We're going to end up with the top five pick. Every every team has injuries. Every team has problems. Uh, I'm a Chiefs fan. Two years ago, we lost two Pro Bowlers in the first week. Uh, had a rough year. In Buffalo, by the way. Yeah. Took him out on purpose. Well, it's it's too early to time will tell. It's one player. Uh, I don't think your quarterback situation is that bad, and I think we just need to let the season ride out. He's a Chiefs fan. He doesn't watch every week. TJ, welcome to sports radio. Hypotheticals is all we live for. (laughs) Or hypotheticals. Uh, I'll say this about again with the Bills. You know what? If Doug Marone had some guts, and I love Doug Marone, why don't they put together a patch? 
You know, they have the Ralph Wilson patch on one side. How about they put a 15-year patch of playoff droughts, 0-15, oh. on that? So you got to look in the mirror when you get dressed as a player and go, okay, this has to end at some point because this is ridiculous. But it starts with your quarterback. And if E.J. Manuel can't step up, guess what? It's going to be 15 years, fellas, and it's going to keep on going because you got to have a quarterback to throw the football. In, in the NFL, quarterback, quarterback nothing else matters. Lead. Nothing else. You got a quarterback. You don't need to play defense. You got a quarterback. You get to the playoffs. It's true. As bad as it's been to be a Bills fan for the last what, 14, 15 years, right now it might be worse to be a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Yeah. <laughs> it, it might be worse because you look at, I mean, they're, they're the number two pick in the lottery. They're, they're not good. And now you've dealt two second round picks for Jason Kidd when you already have a coach on the payroll. Like mm-hmm. this, this is, I don't even understand how that works. He. He just, Jason Kidd, he's great on the court. He just seems to have so many issues off the court. And the Bucks just made a move that someone like the save, uh, the, the Bills would move. TJ, you got something? The, the problem with Milwaukee is they're looking for a face of the franchise. They're looking for that guy that's going to bring them into the next era. And it's and a coach? They drafted him. They, he was the number two pick, Jabari Parker. I don't know. I don't understand the Jason Kidd move. He was a coach of four Hall of Famers last year, and they finished sixth in the East. Uh, that should be that should warrant a firing. Sixth in the East, the East is terrible, and I just <laughs> I don't understand that move at all. The kids rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, Lawrence Frank was brought back to the Nets to kind of show Jason Kidd how to coach. They had a falling out. He gets basically <laughs> reassigned. Yeah, he gets demoted. Kidd almost gets fired. He brings the team back, but I mean, you're playing in the East and you still finish sixth with all those future Hall of Famers as old as they are, and you're coaching your contemporaries, guys you just played with. Joe Girardi had this issue with the Yankees. The first year he was their manager, he's pulling candy out of the clubhouse. And of course, Jason Kidd has had his issues off the court even before he retired and became a head coach. And then, of course, he's got the DUI, and now he's heading to Milwaukee. Why? Because he wants more power. When this job ends, I'd like to say that's it, but he's like Isaiah Thomas. He keeps finding other jobs. <laughs> People still want to hire this Please guy with no that. credentials. I don't get it. No. I don't get it, but he had a relationship with it. How would you like to be the, the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks? Oh, we're bringing in the next player to take your job because you're that bad. Jason Kidd could coach this team over you. You know, what I, you know what I think is really telling about this situation? There's a lot of allegations that the Bucks talked to Jason Kidd about this job while he was still under contract with the Nets. And that's one of the reasons that he demanded the, the demands that he made. That's tampering. That's illegal. The Nets did not pursue that. They don't care because the Nets know they made out like bandits in this deal. They got a better coach in Lionel Hollins and two second-round picks. Yeah, I think the Nets are definitely the winners in this one, and I think Mikhail Prokhorov knows that. So right, let move, him go. moving right along. Yep. Uh, with all the attention on LeBron and, and, uh, and Melo and the, and the big three in, in Miami, people have kind of forgotten about Kevin Love. And the Timberwolves and, and him wanting out. The Timberwolves haven't had a winning season since 2003. They haven't made the playoffs since then either, and only only made the only made the playoffs eight times in the franchise's 25 years. They have an 802 and 1200 record. That's a 401 winning percentage. There's, there's no wonder they can't keep anybody. And it's not surprising Kevin Love wants to leave. And and their most recent draft pick out of UCLA, uh, Zach Levine. To say he looked disappointed when he got drafted by the Wolves is an understatement. And then him saying bleep me on on camera like that that tells you all you need to know about the Timberwolves uh winning trumps everything they can't win 
It's Minnesota. It's not really a desired destination. And you got to draft well if you want to be a contender. And and I, I got some I got some drafts here for you guys. 2005, they drafted Rashad McCants. Taken after Rashad McCants was David Lee, Monte Ellis, and Danny Granger. You can you can definitely say that they're better. Oh six, they got uh, they got Randy Foy in trade rights of uh, uh, from Brandon Roy. Uh, taken after that was Rajon Rondo. 2007, Corey Brewer was taken after him. Marcus Saul. 2008, okay, they did all right. They got Kevin Love and uh, Nikola Pekovic. That's all right. But in 09, this is my one of my favorite ones. They got Rubio, who took his time getting to Minnesota because, as, as Dan stated earlier, no one wants to go there. Right. And Johnny Flynn. The pick after Johnny Flynn, Steph Curry. You missed again. You just keep missing. 2010, they they took Wesley Johnson. All right. Yeah, one who was taken after him, Paul George. 2011, Derek Williams. They took him. He's he's all right. He's been okay. I think he's averaging like eight and a half points for his career. It's not great, but whatever. Uh, taken after him was Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, I can speak. Clay Thompson, and I'm a Nick fan, so I'm just going to say Iman Shumpert's better, but I could be talked out of that. I just like him. 2012. No first rounder, and then here's here's my favorite. All right, 2013, they took Shabazz Muhammad in a trade for Trey Burke. Here's some stats: Muhammad averaged 7.8 minutes a game in 37 games played this year. He had 3.9 points a game, 0.2 assists per game, and 1.4 rebounds per game. And he spent time in the D League. Trey Burke, on the other hand, the guy that they traded for Muhammad. 70 games played, 32.3 minutes per game, 12.8 points per game, 5.7 assists, and 3.9 rebounds per game. It's no wonder Kevin Love wants out of here. This place, Minnesota, it's it's an awful organization. And you now have Flip Saunders, I mean Roger Dorn, running the organization. <laughs> it, it's awful. And... Uh, it, it, yeah, good for Kevin Love. I'd want out of there, too. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about more stuff, as Benson likes to say. You're listening to Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. GNT Youth Soccer is registering for its 14U division for both boys and girls leagues. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning August 16th and continuing through October 4th. Space is limited in this very popular program, so don't delay. All games are played at the beautiful GNT Sports Park in Hilton. Serving the community for 23 years, the soccer program offered through GNT Athletics Teach Soccer in a fun, family-centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit gntsoccer.com. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators, neighbors? Just kidding. They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town & Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. Call 426 426- 5024. That's 426 5024. Or visit town and Looking for custom made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. 
The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 140. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. What up, Benson and Those Guys, ESPN Rochester. We uh, we were talking during the break, trying to think of something to talk about. Zach threw out hockey, and that's where we're going to go with. The Brian Gianta signing, local guy, signing with the Sabres. And uh, as we, we very clearly determined a few weeks ago, I don't know anything about hockey. So I'm going to throw it to Zach, and he's going to carry this. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, no pressure on me. <laughs> uh, I I like the Gianta signing. I, he's clearly on the downside, the, the backstretch of his career. And he, I don't know that he's going to contribute that much on the ice for the Sabres. But I think he's a big locker room guy. And we were talking about this before the show that the Sabres, I thought, did a really good job this week of bringing guys who want to play in Buffalo, which you can't say about a lot of guys <laughs> right now. You really can't. But Matt Molson, you know, he played here. He knew he was a rental. He knew he was going to be traded for picks. He wasn't going to be here long. They just re-signed him to a nice deal. He wants to be here. Brian Gianta, he's from here. He wants to be here. They got a lot of young kids that are the future of this team. I think they were just rated by, by some organization, the number one prospect pipeline in the NHL. But they got to have somebody for those kids to learn. They got to have somebody to show those kids how to be an NHLer, how to deal with the pressures of being in the NHL and, 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 and the good things about being in Buffalo. And I think Gianta and Molson are the guys to do that. I think Zach really alluded to this. The instability of last season was awful. Um, you know, Ted Nolan being brought in as the head coach was the first piece, but then the guy who brings him in, Pat LaFontaine, uh, has it out with ownership, and all of a sudden he's out the door and he signs a non-disclosure agreement, and we'll never find out what the situation was. But knowing the Buffalo Pipeline, we probably will learn eventually. But so Ted Nolan decides he's not going to sign a contract for a while, so now everybody's on their heels. Tim Murray gets brought in as the general manager. He's a, he, he's a, which is the move they should have made before instead of bringing in LaFontaine to make all this wacky magic because he's not a personnel guy. And his track record with the Islanders, same thing. You don't like what I have to say? Well, I'm all done. And it's sad because they think he's ruined his Buffalo legacy by doing that. But the thing that Murray's done here is he brought in stability. Jonta's a captain. He's a leader. And if there's one guy who can like skate on motivation for not getting re-signed in Montreal, it's that guy. And with Ted Nolan being the head coach, looking for hardworking guys, those guys can bring stability to a locker room that uh, isn't known for fighting, isn't known for sticking up for its own. They're going to teach these guys how to play old-time hockey. But did they sacrifice the first overall pick? next year to get the next Crosby? Hmm. Only time will tell. Can you live with that? I can. Put something out there on the ice worth watching. Yeah, I, as, as much as everyone would like to have Connor McDavid, I think that uh, the cupboard is not bare in Buffalo. No. They are loaded with young talent. I think they'll be fine without him. Now, I know Buffalo fans are going to be devastated if they end up with the number two pick instead of the number one pick, but I they're they're going to be fine. They're, it's going to be two or three years before we see them making you know a decent playoff run, but they're going to be good. I think right maybe not once they're a playoff team, but right now Ted Nolan I think is the perfect coach. I think Ted Nolan is the Buck Showalter of hockey. 
You know, he's there. Build a team and then leave and then win. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's, he's going to teach, like we talked about, he's going to teach these guys how to be a professional, their, their day-to-day routines. He's going to teach them how to be an NHL player. Mm-hmm. I think he's the perfect guy to do this rebuild. All right. Dan, Dan got my attention, actually, with the old-time hockey bit. Uh, I remember Rob Ray. Mm-hmm. That that's when I was watching the Sabers. Me too. That's when like I, that's when I actually that's when I cared for the Sabers. Yeah, that's I just like seeing fights. So if the, if that happens, I'm I'm all in. The pre black and white and red uniform day. Oh yeah, those were awful. That's what ruined. I, no, they weren't. They weren't awful. I the, hated the blue them. the blue and gold were the awful blue and before that. Amazing. Everybody loves the blue and gold. You know where the Sabers got it right? The blue and gold uniforms after the black and white uniforms. Those those were cool with the with the uh, with the golden squirrel or whatever it was. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> and then they go back to the old time uniforms. Like the why? The best. They were the worst. They were were voted worst uniforms in sports by Sports Illustrated back in 1993. Does anybody remember that? Sports Illustrated? No, because I was like three. No, I was older. You're my that. age. You were 13. <laughs> you know, you know why those black and red jerseys were great, though. You know why they were great? Because Miroslav Shatan was on the team at that time, so you had black and red jerseys with Satan across the back. Those oh. those were hilarious. <laughs> that is the sole reason why those jerseys were worthwhile. And sadly, he led the team in jersey sales. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we're we're gonna have uh, some pest of the week, unreasonable rant, and some uh, some more useless information. This is Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 140. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators, neighbors? Just kidding. They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town & Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. Call 426 5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit com. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. GNT Youth Soccer is registering for its 14U division for both boys and girls leagues. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning August 16th and continuing through October 4th. Space is limited in this very popular program, so don't delay. All games are played at the beautiful GNT Sports Park in Hilton. Serving the community for 23 years, the soccer program offered through GNT Athletics Teach Soccer in a fun, family-centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit GNTSoccer.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Benson and Those Guys, presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions, ESPN Rochester. Uh, As I stated earlier, Benson isn't here with us today. 
because uh, we we uh, we suspended him for saying frost my fanny. So he'll be back next week, uh, and we're gonna go over to Zach now with uh, some useless information. All right, my my useless information today has to do with the fringe sport of competitive eating. <laughs> If, or, or really when, Joey Chestnut wins competitive eating's biggest event, the July 4th hot dog eating contest on Friday, because we record before we are live, so we don't know yet, it'll be his eighth straight title. This would mark the first time in nearly a century that an athlete in any sport led his league in a meaningful statistic for eight straight years, according to TheAtlantic.com. Babe Ruth never led in home runs for eight straight years. Michael Jordan never led in scoring for eight straight years. Lance Armstrong never got to eight straight Tour de France victories. The case could be made, according to TheAtlantic.com, that Joey Chestnut is the most dominant athlete in history. Athlete. That's a pretty loose term there. Yeah, I mean, pretty ripped and built to do that, though. It's impressive. Well, Darren, it really is. Darren, you're sore after playing, what, six or seven innings of softball on a weeknight? Oh, I'm This dude eats, sore. like, 60-something hot dogs <laughs> in a half hour. I... He's amazing. You know what's you more amazing? Like eating. That's, the, a, that's the, an American. The intros to <laughs> his performance are amazing. <laughs> right. We're going to move on now to my, my unreasonable rant, and I sincerely apologize for this one, and you will find out why in a minute. Title IX states that no person in the United States shall on the basis of sex be excluded from participation in any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Sounds okay on the surface, but but a deeper look shows that this is a terrible thing. It has huge impact on collegiate sports. Let's forget for a minute that this law has led to the decreased opportunities of the superior gender, as we have seen many men's programs cut at the college level. But a 2006 study has shown that there has been a 450% increase in female athletes at the college level since Title IX became law. How is this a good thing? Female sports are terrible. Unless you like seeing a sweet breakaway layup or a towering 237-foot home run from a chicken a face mask swinging at a giant yellow ball then you should agree with me this needs to end and women need to get back to supporting men by standing in those short skirts leading rhyming cheers while holding pom-poms on the sidelines much less chance to look at hurt this way and we'll have to see a quote unquote athlete cry because she broke a nail i am so sorry for that <laughs> 58 seconds not bad yeah Good for me. I, I stayed on time. I stayed on time today. You finally got your time just about right. <laughs> I am so sorry for that again, ladies. I love you all. Uh, we're going to move on to our uh, our pest of the week here. And uh, Dan, you got one for us. Aaron, go away. Next. <laughs> Perfect. Just go away. Yes. I, I think he's the only two time pest of the week. I think so far. I think I brought him up a couple weeks ago. He should be a pest of the week every week. Zach, you got one. My pest of the week is the Tampa Bay Rays. They were a doormat when they were the Devil Rays. But the last several years, they've seemed to have the Yankees' number, and they just swept us this past week, despite being literally, literally the worst team in baseball. Awesome. TJ, you have them. We're actually going to get TJ to speak here, so here he goes. All right, with the uh, MLB All-Star Game just two weeks away, undoubtedly we will all be subject to the cynics that uh, complain the game's too long, uh, the Fans don't pick the right players, and the travesty that's uh, the fact that the game means anything. Uh, listen, the MLB All-Star Game provides battles between superstars that you don't get with other sports. I'll pass on LeBron dribbling by what looks like 40-year-old rec basketball. Uh, I'll pass on the NFL Pro Bowl where the most, dr- dr- uh, the most dramatic stuff that happens is teammates <laughs> hitting each other now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Give me Kershaw and Trout in the first inning. Give me King Felix versus Yasiel Puig with two outs. 
in the second and two men on. Uh, I still remember where I was when Torrey Hunter robbed Barry Bonds, when Cal Ripken hit the homer off Chanho Park in his last All-Star game, and when Michael Young hit that walk-off single to right in the 16th inning. It's the best Tuesday night of my summer, and I just love the, the Major League All-Star game. Cynics should, sh- should shut up and uh, just watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. I like that pass of the week. I'm going to use a friend of mine again, as I did last week. His name's Ron C., but at least he's not alone in this. There's many others just like him. They're stating that they hate Michael Bradley. They hate him. Now, yes, the dude had a bad tournament between the bad touches, turnovers, and lack of a bad soccer haircut. It's hard to say really anything good about him on the pitch in this last tournament, but to say you hate him? You don't even know him, man. So everyone that apparently hates this poor guy for having a bad tournament, just relax. It's sports. You're all my pest of the week if you say you uh, you hate an athlete for having a bad performance. Nice job. Nice job, Darren. Yeah. Zach, it together. keeping the ship together for the old man. Yeah. Not bad at all. We don't even need Benson. We're going to change the name of the show. Where is he at? A t- uh, Channing uh, Tatum lookalike contest? He is. What? He is. His, his, actually, his wife wouldn't let him out of the house. For yeah. real? Yeah. She just said no, and, and he listens. Cause, but well, it's his show. It's not his show anymore. We're we're taking it over. He's done. Does he know this? No, he's, he's going to find out on uh, when he hears this. I think now it's TJ and those guys. <laughs> yeah, TJ, you're in. Nice job, TJ, for a first timer. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. You got to learn bad. how to talk into a microphone, though. It's very <laughs> difficult. A lot harder than it looks. Yeah, your height doesn't help you. <laughs> and I know that speaking as a fellow short guy, it's not. It's easy. very difficult to stand and talk into a mic. Right. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> well, wrapping up another show. Hopefully I did all right. Dan says I did all right, so yeah, I'm going to go bad. with it. I'm going to go with it. This was, i got to uh, tell you what. I, I've heard people do their shows for the first time. I've heard a lot of people. One guy you particularly know. I will tell you who that guy is, and you did way better than he did. And that'll, keep, that'll be our little secret. So all if anybody right. wants to ask you who that guy is, you can tell him. Awesome. So if you see Darren this Believe week, me, folks, I will ask tell him. Darren who he did better than as far as his first show goes. In fact, he did better than his first show, his second show, his third show, and his fourth show. So what you're saying is I'm going to have my own show soon. I don't, know, I don't know about that. If you yeah. can cough up the cash, sure. <laughs> All right, this was Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester, 950.